Well, today's message is called Culture, Baby, Culture. And the essence of it, to be honest, the background of it is where there's a relationship, there's obviously a great sense of rejoicing. And so today I would like to talk to you again with the baby series called Culture, Baby, Culture. And I'm going to start with Romans chapter 12. And this is what it says, familiar verse in the Bible for many of us. It says, reading from the message translation, embrace what God does for you. Embracing what God does for you is the best thing you can do for Him. Embracing what God does for us is the best thing we can do when it comes to what God wants to do in our lives. Don't become so well adjusted to your culture that you fit into it without even thinking. Instead, fix your attention on God. You'll be changed from the inside out. Readily recognize what God wants from you and quickly respond to it. Quickly respond to it. Unlike the culture around you, always dragging you down to its level of immaturity, God brings the best out of you, develops well-formed maturity in you. I think this is such an interesting verse and it's powerful for the 21st century church. It talks about the culture that we are raised in. It talks about the culture that surrounds us. And culture is an interesting thing. And many of us would know about it. We'd reference it. We'd be aware of it to some degree. But culture is everywhere. Nations have cultures. If I talked about the German culture, what would that be? If I talked about the English culture, Australian culture, American culture. It's interesting. Everybody's got a culture. Everyone's got a culture. And so I want to talk to you a little bit about this because I believe that it's actually key for us to understand the culture is caught way more than taught. Culture is taught, yes, but it's ultimately caught. And I remember years and years ago, Pastor Brian and Bobby have built a significant church, not just in Australia, not just in Sydney, but all across Australia. And, and now, obviously, by God's grace, it's been able to expand in different cultures, different continents, different parts of the world, in different cities and different cultures for sure. And so how is that being possible when there's a strong culture that was started in Australia and yet it's also found its way into cities like Berlin or cultures like South America or cultures that are very sometimes often different and more challenging in other ways. But what I love about this is, is Pastor Brian, when he was asked about this and he often gets asked is, how have you been able to do this culture thing? And, and, the, and I always love his response and I, and I want to share it with you because it's a little bit of understanding for us. It helps us to understand what is it culture, what is our culture, and what kind of culture are we going to be building. And, and I want you to understand this. This is his reply. He said, you know, in the early days, he said, we never actually talked about culture. We didn't have point one, point two, point three. He just said, we were the culture. And, and I honestly believe that is something we need to consider. And if you're building a business, if you're raising a home, if you're raising a family, you've got to understand, if you don't build a culture, someone else will or something else will. And I really wanted to bring it to our church as we go into all that God's got ahead of us because culture is such an important thing. It can slow you down or it can speed you up. And ultimately, what we're going to talk about today is a different kind of culture. I believe it's a counterculture. So let me give you some perspective about it. What is culture? Well, I believe culture, like I said, it's caught more than taught. And it's a combination of beliefs, values, it's a combination of aspirations, desires. It's a combination of experiences and habits. So the experience that people have 
can help contribute to what we experience when it comes to culture. So obviously it's not an easy thing to articulate simply, but it's something that's real. It's something that's tangible. Culture is formed by actions and behavior way more than just words. I honestly believe that words are a part of it, but I think, to be honest, it's way more built with behavior. Like Pastor Brian said, he said, you know, we didn't teach about culture. He said, we just were the culture. Whatever we were, that's what the culture was. And I think it's such a simple thing, and yet it's such a profound thing, and that's why I want to highlight it today. And uh, so let me just continue this. What we say and what we do, what we say and what we do needs to line up That's what we would call integrity. You know, there's no point saying one thing and doing something else. And anyone got kids? Anyone raising their kids? You know, as a father, I've got two beautiful kids and Isaac's 19 and Leela's 17. And one thing I've learned about that is, is again, they do what you do, not what you say. You can say one thing to your kids, but they literally will replicate or mirror what you do. So I'll say, don't drink out of the water bottle from the fridge. Five minutes later, what am I doing? (laughs) I can say what I want, but they're going to do what I do. Kids often will basically pick up the culture of the family. And I think it's so important. And so I want to just keep chipping away at this thought about culture, baby culture, because I believe it's important for us to understand culture experienced, culture experienced, actions and behavior In other words, simplify it. This is how we do things around here. Culture experienced, actions and behavior. This is how we do it around here. You see, if you have to be told, this is how we do it around here. I mean, that's fair enough. That that is culture explained. But like Pastor Brian said, he said in the early days, we didn't explain culture. We just built culture. We just were the culture. And what we were... That was the culture. In other words, people experienced a different culture. A culture of generosity, a culture of vision, a culture of encouragement, a culture that people walked into. It was counterculture. It wasn't like their everyday lives. It was a counterculture. It was a culture that was uplifting. It was forward thinking. It was full of hope and aspirations, exaltation culture. It was a culture that lifted people out of the miry clay. It lifted them out of depression. It lifted them out of hopelessness and negativity and going nowhere. And so obviously that was in the heart of Brian and Bobby and that came out of them into their leaders and into their teams and into the people of the church. And so when people came in to a different culture, they had to make sure. And I believe a culture experience is better than a culture explained. I honestly do believe that in a Western culture, in a European culture, we need to understand that it's better to experience culture than to be told culture. And I believe it's not one or the other. I believe it's actually both. Because you see, culture experienced. This is how we do things around here. In other words, it's an environment. It's an atmosphere. But when you add to it, this is why we do it. See, this is how we do it around here is often an environment. It's not really said. It's experienced. But when someone comes up and says, well, this is why we do it. Culture explained. This is why we do our services this way. That's why we do this. That's why we do that. That's why we're doing it in this location. That's why we've chose this venue. It's amazing culture experienced 
can go to a whole new level when it's actually culture explained. And I do believe in counterculture or different culture environments. You see, the strongest culture will always win. I do believe that if you want to change the culture, you've got to change the language. I'm not talking German or English or French or Russian. I'm talking about genuinely speaking. Just being in Kiev last week, I saw, again, our church. If you literally close your eyes, if I transport you right now and put you in Kiev, in the Ukraine, you would literally, obviously you'd find out, okay, the singing slightly different in the sense of, well, that doesn't sound like English. But the spirit and the atmosphere and the faith and the, it, it's just, you, I, I literally felt like I was at home. And I tell you, that is not just fluky or lucky. That is a heart connection. That is culture experienced and it's backed up with culture explained. And I want to keep explaining this to you. Is that okay? So culture experienced is our actions, our behavior. We don't say one thing and behave the other. We don't say, hey, hey, we're all for you and then behave like we're all against you. There's inconsistency in that. And I think it, it, it just it, 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 it dishonors God and it, it weakens our credibility. And it really is not building a culture of credibility. It's not building a culture of integrity. And our society is not affluent with integrity. If anything, it's always diminishing. It's trust is never going up. It's always going down. And so I think it's important that we understand this. So let me take you to the greatest culture builder that we've ever heard of, ever seen or ever will encounter. His name is... His name is Jesus. Jesus. Matthew chapter 5, 6 and 7, I believe is one of the great declarations of kingdom culture. Matthew 5, Matthew 6 and Matthew 7. It starts off as what we would call the Sermon on the Mount. And he basically starts to declare this is what the kingdom of God is like. This is what the values of the kingdom are like. This is how God, your heavenly father, sees things. And he begins to just deal with all the things that are counterculture. Amen. Matthew chapter 5 says this. Don't say anything you don't mean. This counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. This is Jesus speaking. Jesus was a Jew speaking to Jewish people. Obviously, there were other people hanging around people from other nations, other cultures, but predominantly the setting, the context is a Jew speaking to Jews. And this is what he says in Matthew chapter 5. He says, don't say anything you don't mean, which means people were saying things they don't mean. This is what Jesus says. He says, this counsel is embedded deep in our traditions. You only make things worse when you say, I'll pray for you and you never really do it. Or say, God bless you, and you don't really mean it. You don't make your words true by dressing them up with religious talk. In making your speech sound more religious, it becomes less true. Just say yes and no. Yes and no. When you manipulate words to get your own way, you go wrong. So what is Jesus doing here? He is bringing something called a different culture a different set of values, a different belief system, a different way of doing it. And I honestly believe it's counterculture. Why is it so important for us in the 21st century? We are followers of Jesus. What culture is Romans talking about? Well, don't be so familiar with the culture that you just easily fit into it. What culture is working against the promise of God? Is this culture working for you or working against you? And you've got to know the difference. God is calling us to know Him, to represent Him on earth 
as it is in heaven on earth, which means we've got to have a different set of values. We've got to have a different set of belief systems that literally are counterculture, amen? A culture that builds, a culture that encourages, a culture that places value, a culture that encourages, a culture that believes the best. So he says, don't play with the words. Matthew chapter 5, 38, he goes on, he says, here's another old saying that deserves a second look. Reading from the message translation, an eye for an eye, a tooth for a tooth. Is that going to get us anywhere? Here's what I propose, Jesus speaking. Don't hit back at all. If someone strikes you, stand there and take it. (laughs) Do you really want to rip that page out of your Bible? See, we're familiar with this. Turn the other cheek. Turn the other cheek. In other words, we think if someone hurts us, that we're just going to sit there and let them do whatever. That's not actually what he's dealing with. And that's the danger with the 21st century is we read verses. We're so removed from the culture. We're so removed from the, from the tension of the moment and the day and who he's speaking to. And I'm not saying twisting this. I'm not saying let's interpret this differently. But literally what's going on here, he's, talk, he's talking into a culture that's been around a long, long time. And what was happening when someone slapped you, it was basically a humiliation. And he's saying, when someone humiliates you, he's basically saying, you're not there to now go humiliate them. What Jesus is saying is, that's humiliating. That person has just humiliated you. And what he said about turning the other cheek is literally this. You're not going to humiliate them. In other words, he's giving us a counterculture. He's giving us a new way to see things. It's not about, well, if someone is attacking you, you don't let people, listen to me, I got a daughter. If someone attacked her, I'm not going to go, oh, well, the Bible says. I am going to absolutely rescue my daughter. My wife, my property, my son can fight for himself. Jesus is not saying what you think He's saying. He's not asking us to become so removed. He's literally saying, if you want to continue the story of humiliation, where will it end? That's why when they came to Him, said, how many times we forgive? And, and one of them goes, seven. Well, where'd you get seven from? And Jesus says, no, no, no. Seventy times seven. But what is Jesus saying? No, 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 Peter. 70 times seven. In other words, he's giving us a culture of how do we break the cycle of revenge? How do we break the cycle of revenge? Where's our world up in the 21st century? We are suffering from a cycle of revenge. You took what's mine. And it's been going on for generations and it's been going on for centuries and it's been going on for millennials. And I'm telling you now, you've got to understand, Jesus talks differently than anyone else because He's talking in a profound way here. This is counterculture. He's basically saying, if anyone humiliates you, you are not going to humiliate them. He doesn't say about, oh, well, it's wrong they humiliate. Of course it's wrong. But He's saying, but this is not how you're going to return. 
He said, you're going to live counterculture. There's so much damage being done by reading the Scriptures the wrong way. And you've got to know the tension, the tone of who he's speaking to. What is he really saying? He continues on. He says, if someone strikes you, stand there and take it. If someone drags you to court and sues you for the shirt off your gift, off your back, gift wrap your best coat and make a present of it. He's talking about doing things differently, seeing it differently, responding differently, not reacting, but responding. In other words, you're in a position of strength, not weakness. If someone takes an unfair advantage of you, use the occasion to practice a servant life. No more tit for tat stuff. Live generously. You're familiar with the old law. Love your friend and its unwritten companion. Hate your enemy. I'm challenging that. I'm telling you, love your enemies. Now don't rip that part of your Bible out neither. Because we got no faith if we got no tension. Jesus is saying there is a different way to live. And I know this is hard for us to understand, process, but as followers of Christ, we have no option here. We have to learn to understand, are we going to live a kingdom culture? Are we going to live the culture according to what we want, what we think, what we see? And he goes on, let them bring out the best in you, not the worst. When someone gives you a hard time, respond with the energies of prayer. Then you are true to who God has called you to be. I know sometimes it is hard to put up with annoying people, difficult people, difficult situations. But I love this, that God can give us a different way of seeing it. When you're facing hardship and, and so turning it into prayer and taking that energy and turning it into prayer energy and begin to pray for people. And it's amazing how God gave us the solutions for a better day. He gave us the answers for better lives and better society. And I just want you to know it's not a religious narrative. It's a life-changing, life-defining kingdom culture. Can anyone say amen? That's what we're building in this part of the world. And he goes, he goes on, he says, it's it. If all you do is love the lovable, do you expect a bonus? Anybody can do that. If you simply say hello to those who greet you, do you expect a medal? Anyone can do that. In a word, what I'm saying, grow up your kingdom subjects. Now live kingdom culture. Now live kingdom culture. Amen. I realize it's easy to say it. It's a whole nother thing to live it, but you see, the beautiful thing about Jesus, we have a relationship. And He can help us to grow stronger in this and to understand. And when we find this difficult, we can really look to Jesus. And it's a, it's a daily relationship. It's an intimate relationship. We're not following a dead hero. We're following a living Savior. And I want you to understand that. So he goes on, Matthew chapter 7, don't look for shortcuts to God. The market is flooded with easygoing formulas for a successful life that can be practiced in your spare time. Don't fall for that stuff. Jesus speaking, even though the crowds of people do, the way to life, to God, is vigorous and requires total attention. Don't be impressed with charisma. Look for character. Who you are is the main thing, not what you say. I'm saying today, but we've got to actually fire out. Is, it, is, it, is, it, is he just saying that or is he delivering it? Well, this is what he says. Knowing the correct password, saying master, master, for instance, isn't going to get you anywhere with me. What is required is serious obedience. Doing, doing what my father wills. Then Jesus finished speaking. The crowds burst into applause. They had never heard teaching like this. It was clear that he was living everything he was saying. He was living everything he was saying. Quite a contrast to the religious teachers of the day. This was the best teaching 
they'd ever heard. Culture is caught way more than it's taught.